when you decide to move to the next step, you have to be okay with the deal that you get. And the best thing you can do is you have to be able to walk away. In any kind of negotiation, the person that has the most power is the person that can walk away. And so when you're looking to leave whatever you're doing right now into the thing you really love, the best thing you can do is follow the Dave Ramsey plan. Stop going out to dinner, sell the car, do whatever you need to do, save up that money. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley, and today our guest is Dr. Brian Dixon. Dr. Brian Dixon is a member of the Frontline Group Artist Management Team, which manages some amazing people such as Ken Davis, Michael Hyatt, Michelle Kashat, and Crystal Payne. Brian, welcome to the show. Jared, it is awesome to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Now, Brian, you and I met in 2013. Would you be willing just to tell the listeners real quickly how you and I met? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was over, what did we do? We went to Zaxby's? <laughs> we were guilty of enjoying some really good Zaxby's chicken. Listen, I think that there are two kinds of people listening right now. There are people that love what they do and wake up every morning dreaming about doing the work that they're about to do. And there are people that don't. That's it. Two kinds of people. Jared and I were both in the second camp. We were getting up every morning doing work that we didn't really like that much and wanting to do something different, some might say bigger, more exciting, or what have you. For me, it was really about having an even bigger impact. So we met at a conference that was encouraging people to go be leaders, be speakers, share their message, share their dream, impact people. And just from the beginning, Jared just has glow about him. I know if, since you're listening to Starve the Doubts, you already know what Jared's all about, but it was just something that was really attractive to me and we went and had lunch and we just hit it off right away and I'm just excited to see what the last almost year has meant for both of us. Oh, totally. Well, what I laugh about our initial encounter is I'm like, this is a cool guy, Brian Dixon, but dude, you didn't go away. I kept running into you everywhere I went. And uh, we'll get into some of that uh, more of what all you've been up to this last year. But you've had a phenomenal year. And before we get going any further in this interview, I just want you to know, Brian, I look up to you. I am just so proud of what all's happened. And I know you take credit for some of that. And then some of that is uh, God's blessing and so on and so forth. But man, just a phenomenal year and congratulations. Thank you. Some people believe in circumstance and I believe in providence. There are some things that you just can't plan. But what do they say? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And another quote I heard the other day, which I absolutely love, is when you pray, move your feet. So, of course, I'm a person of faith, but I think it's really important that no matter what your faith is, that you're taking action every day on your passion, that you're at least moving the ball forward. What, you know, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen did, they had the rule of five. Every single day, do five things to help you move towards your goal. And you can't help but have some forward progress in your life. Or just pray while you're running. I love it. <laughs> you can do that too. All right. So the first question I like to ask everybody on the show, Brian, is what is the best concert that you have ever been to? The best concert I've ever been to is in the future because I think they just keep getting better. <laughs> but my favorite one so far is uh, I'm a big Switchfoot fan. Uh, John Foreman, their lead singer, has a little thing that he started doing right when Twitter was starting to get big in what, 06, 07. And he would just send out a tweet after the show that, you know, big rock band, right? So they're doing, you know, not stadiums, but they're doing pretty large concert venues, theaters. And he'd send out a little tweet saying, hey, I will be, you know, in 10 minutes 
I'll be by the fountain two blocks away behind this <laughs> church if you want to come and hear a couple more songs. And wow. how cool is that, right? He's a guy who loves his audience. He loves singing. I mean, he got paid already. Like, he doesn't have to do it. And yet that's what he does almost almost every show. I still follow him on Twitter. And man, I wish you were in my town a lot more often because like those after shows are so cool. So I had just moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I launched a charter school. I was like, I moved from San Diego. So I thought, you know, there's nobody cool here. What's going on? You know, where's all the cool stuff? And Switchfoot came through town about three weeks later. And sure enough, he tweeted out, I'll be by the fountain two blocks down behind this little church. And we had the coolest time for about an hour. There may be about 15 of us singing their songs. He brought out his acoustic guitar and it was a blast. And, wow. uh, and it redeemed Baton Rouge for me. And then since that, I discovered <laughs> a lot of cool people in Baton Rouge. But it, it was awesome. That was definitely my favorite concert, if, if that one counts. Is Les Miles considered a cool person in Baton Rouge? You know, he's so funny. I don't know him personally, but I've met him on several occasions, and he's just a quirky guy. <laughs> Let's do finish this sentence. And the first one is, my favorite 90s alternative rock band is... That's so good. You got to go Nirvana or Pearl Jam, probably. Mm. Yeah, you know, I really like the girls. So I like Juliana Hatfield. So I'm going to give her a little shout out because she's, wow. she's awesome. That's almost underground. There you go. Totally. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect you to say that, but I was a fan of Juliana Hatfield. So that's interesting. Yeah, she's cool. For the struggling artists out there, her biography is probably one of the best books you can read because, you know, she was young. She got discovered early right out of Berkeley College of Music, was in the Blake Babies for a while, got a big record deal with some big record company. I think it was Warner or somebody like that. Got dropped after like her first or second album. And ever since then, she's been trying to figure out who she is and what kind of art she makes. And, you know, she's done everything from like pay me a dollar for my music to giving it away. It's just amazing her journey. And it's all chronicled in the book. So I definitely recommend it. I think it's just called Julian Hatfield, but it's her biography. Sold. I'm going to pick that up ASAP. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Let, let's do another finish this sentence. You're a parent, and man, you've got outstanding pictures of your children all over Instagram, and, love Instagram. and I just love it. So finish this sentence. My best parenting advice is whenever you're talking to a kid, get down on their eye level. You want to engage them where they are because that's the only way that you can lead anybody is starting with where they are and helping to paint a vision for their future, helping them to show them where you want them to go. And so the best thing you can do is if you got a little one at home, hands and knees, get down on the floor, wrestle with them, talk to them, especially when you're disciplining them, which can be difficult. Make sure you're getting right down on eye level and really kind of speaking into their heart and their soul by getting down there instead of standing up and looking over them. Oh, well said. Let's do blank versus blank. I'll give you two options, and if you just pick one and maybe a short reason why. And the first blank versus blank is selling to people versus building relationships. Oh, building relationships, of course. You make one sale, and that's it, or you build a relationship, and then you have trust. And especially in our online world that we live in now, a lot of people starting out, I recommend to them, don't launch your own product, become an affiliate. It's amazing what you can do with affiliate relationships nowadays. And, you know, some affiliates are like 40 50% of the sale. Like, why would you go create your own web hosting company when you can do well by affiliate? So doesn't it make more sense that you build relationships with people where they trust you and you say, hey, these are the 10 things I recommend. Now you've got 10 products you didn't even create, as opposed to trying to sell one product to them. 
Wow. I think that's good advice. I want to touch on Instagram again, Brian, because you always have really good images and they have interesting or inspiration or actionable quotes. What app are you using to create those images? Oh man, I love Instagram. Probably the best hundred bucks I spent was on Shalene Johnson's Instagram impact course, which is really, really great. There are several apps that she recommends. I'm just kind of tip of the iceberg on Instagram. I think Instagram is the future. I'm just diving into that as a platform. I've started personally using it. So what I use is InstaQuote. I paid the five bucks or whatever it is to get the watermark off there. I think it's real cheesy when you have an app that you create something and then it says brought to you by InstaQuote, you know, so I I took (laughs) that off. I like InstaQuote the best, but there's a lot of other really cool apps that are available. And I've kind of played with taking, you know, because one of the things I do with Frontline is we have the conferences. And so I've taken some of the video from the conferences, thrown them through Premiere and scaled them down to be able to do Instagram video through the phone. I'm really excited about the future video, especially the future video on Instagram. So Premiere would probably be my second one. Number one, InstaQuote. Number two, Premiere. And then Shalene Johnson's got a lot of other things she recommends, but those would be my top two. What's her website for people who are not familiar with it's, her? It's uh, just shalenejohnson.com, and I'll get the spelling to you so you can get in the show notes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Since we're talking about Instagram, I want to stick with that for a moment. So what do you say to the critic who would say, Instagram's great, but I can't link out of it? I felt that way too, and Shalene changed my mind. Here's what you do. I'm a big ACUF guy, I'm sure you are too. And sure. with his kind of relaunch of his brand and of his platform, you know, I was following him, seeing what's his strategy. And sure enough, he did a little 30 days of hustle program and he launched it on Instagram, right? It was a little Insta quote. So it basically was a picture with some text saying, you know, opening up my special program, click on the link in my profile to learn more. That's the strategy. Click on the link in my profile to learn more. You tap the person's name, their profile pops up and there's a link there. I've seen some people that literally change that link every day. So every time they're posting something new, they're changing that link. It's not that hard to do. Or what I would recommend is that you're sending them to a specialized page. So for example, it might be starvethedoubts.com slash Instagram. And that page is related to what you're doing on Instagram. So if you have a special quote of the day or a new podcast comes out and you have a little picture of that person or your favorite quote from that episode in the Instagram profile, they can click on that link and it'll take them right to that specialized section of your website. Okay, so in the text on the image in Instagram, are you saying, hey, for more info, click on the link in my profile or or something along those lines? Yeah, the profile link is the only link that you can use that's a clickable link. And what I've found is you can't copy the text in the Instagram app. There are Instagram, you know, interfaces you can use online that you can copy text. But I found people are really lazy and they just want to click. They don't want to copy and paste. So the best thing you can do is just change the link on your Instagram profile. Okay, then my devil's advocate to that is, but what about the image you posted yesterday and you had the link in the profile? Now, does that make that void? It does. The thing about Instagram and Twitter as well, you know, is and even Facebook, is that there's that feed. There's a feed that's constantly being refreshed. And I know that people might go back and want to look at old pictures, but for the most part, we want to see what's new. That's true. So yeah. I think as long as that Instagram link is fairly, you know, the best thing to do, number one, is just give it a static link. Say, go to my blog and there's a link to my blog. That's easy. But if you want to get a little creative and open up a program for a little bit of time, you can increase your sales. They say that 50% of all sales for any kind of online coaching or courses or anything like that happened in the last day, 50% in the last day. So there's some power in scarcity and deadlines. 
we see this with sales all the time and in just traditional brick and mortar stores. And in the same way, if you're trying to sell something to somebody online through your Instagram account, having a specialized link that's only available for a limited time, that inspires action. That gets people to actually go ahead and click on it. So there's nothing wrong with having an old link, you know, having the link change. I mean, you could even leave it there and say, sorry, you missed it. I mean, a lot of internet marketers do that. Yeah, that's their whole strategy. You know, they say, okay. I'm sorry, there's no room right now, but click here to join the list and we'll let you know when the course opens again. Oh, that's fantastic. So what seems like a negative, you actually reverse it into a positive. That's great. It inspires a desire and adds to the value. We want what we can't get more than what we can readily access. Mm. Earlier in the conversation, you mentioned Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, and I know you've read their book, The Aladdin Factor. Yeah. What impact did that book have on you in 2013? Oh, man. This is my lesson in 2013. You have not because you ask not. I'm a big Dan Miller fan. He's kind of a mentor of mine. And Dan just has always inspired me to think bigger, to take action, and move towards your goals. Those are kind of the three things I've learned from him. And that's all kind of in the context of being really clear about what you want. So for me, I started a charter school. I was running it. And I'm a startup guy. I love inspiring people. I love seeing people pursue their dreams. It's so exciting. I mean, we started from nothing and grew to 530 kids, $6 million wow. building, four grades. It was awesome. But as soon as we started kind of leveling off, that's not my personality at all. I wanted the next thing. I was so excited for the next thing. But what I had to do in 2013 is really define it. So I have a group of a mastermind, five other guys, there's six of us total. We meet at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. And right at the beginning, about a year ago now, in January 2013, we all met together for a Saturday morning. We defined our goals. I had 20 goals for 2013. And the number one goal was to figure out what I'm going to do with this job. Am I going to stick it out or am I going to move on? I was really, really clear about it. And then what I started doing is dreaming about what's the next step look like. And as soon as I really defined it and got clear about it, then it made so much more sense to be able to ask for things. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking. Something about our American culture, we're so afraid of asking. But I follow people like Noah Kagan and Tim Ferriss, and they challenged me to think bigger. You know, they challenged me to take risks. He did a Creative Live, which was really good if you haven't looked at it. It's called Overcome Fear and Get What You Want. It was amazing. Yep. And he said, he like paused the program. He said, okay, we're going on lunch break because it's like a live thing. It's like, we're going on lunch break. And we're going to send somebody from the audience to a Starbucks or whatever, a coffee shop. We're going to send you to a coffee shop and I want you to ask for a discount and come back. And like the girl, sure enough, she did it and she came back and she talked about what it was like to ask for a discount. You know what I've been doing? Every time I give somebody my debit card, I ask for a discount yep. every single time. Why not? Because the measure of your success is related to the number of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have. So you're mm. willing to go there. You're willing to say, hey, you know, you have an employee discount, right? You mind giving that to me today? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say, oh, yeah, no problem. And the one awkward moment, as long as you can stick it out, you'll probably get it anyway because you're okay with the awkwardness. So ask for what you want. If you have good intentions, you know, mine is to provide for my family, impact my community, you know, serve my Lord. I mean, I've got some good intentions. It's not about me. Then asking doesn't hurt anybody. If anything, it helps people. So let's talk a little more about your story, Brian. So you mentioned being in Baton Rouge and charter school. And then, of course, now you're with the Frontline Group. So let's talk about the charter school to the Frontline Group. Isn't that what awesome? transpired in that process? It is awesome. And for people who don't know you, they need to hear this. What's going on? Well, listen, if you're born after 1980, you will have 14 jobs in your life. 
It used to be, okay, my grandfather was a bus driver for New Jersey Transit. He had one job. He was in the war, but after that, he had one job for his entire life. More than 30 years, he was a bus driver, okay? That model is broken, it's dead, it's gone. I'm in education, or I was in education, and people are still thinking that model's gonna work, and it's dead, it's gone. So the idea that you can not just change professions or change companies, but you can change like a whole industry, jump from one industry to another to pursue your passion, people are excited by that. I have not had one person, and I talked to a lot of people, I've not had one person say, why did you do that? That was a dumb move or anything like that. If anything, it's only more encouraging. I am so excited about what I'm doing because I get to pursue my passion every day and help other people get their message out. How exciting is that? It's amazing. So how did the frontline group situation opportunity, how did that open up? How did they go from, you know, yeah. one thing to another? I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Well, you know what? Bill Hybels has a book called Just Walk Across the Room, you know, or the old uh, Woody Allen quote, just, what is it? 90% of success is just showing up. I think that's true. You know, the way that I got the Mentorship Academy gig, I was working at a charter school called High Tech High out in San Diego. And um, it was good, but I was looking for something new and something different and maybe to grow my own thing, maybe do some consulting or speaking or start my own organization. And there was a guy who came there that worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And I recognized him because I saw a video that he was on. So like lesson one is know your field really well. Like I recognized Tom from across the room. Like I knew who he was because I did my homework. Okay. Number one. Right. Number two Mm. is I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Canfield basically says rejection. There's no such thing as rejection because I hadn't ever met Tom before. I was going to walk up to him and just say, hi, if I didn't do that, I would still be in that state of not having known him. And if I walked up to him and said hi and he was kind of a jerk or he blew me off, I didn't lose anything because I already didn't know him. As a result of the conversation, I didn't know him anymore. Like I didn't lose anything, right? It didn't advance, but I didn't lose anything. Mm -hmm. So I literally walked up to him and said, hi, my name is Brian Dixon. I've followed some of your stuff. I think you're awesome. Can we go have lunch? We had lunch that day. He got me some consulting gigs, which ended up leading to me starting my own school. I mean, how awesome is that? With funding, Wow. you know? And in the same way, joining the front line, that was at a Dan Miller Innovate, which is wonderful. If you don't know Dan's stuff, check out 48days.com. But he has this event called Innovate where, you know, people are getting together and they're talking about their dreams and their passions. It's really exciting. And Hyatt was there. Michael Hyatt was there and his manager. And I was listening. Again, you got to know your field, right? So I'm right. listening to Michael's podcast to This Is Your Life. And he mentions at the end of his podcast, literally from the day before, he said, you know, we're growing our team. We're looking for somebody to help us with some product development and marketing. And I remember thinking, I was literally on the plane when I'm listening to this on my way to Tennessee, on my way to Nashville. And I listened to it and I thought, you know what? That's what I've been doing. Developing a a charter school was a product. I developed a product and what did I do? I marketed it. I spoke with the community. I got the kids excited. I hired the teachers. That was marketing. And when he said, we're looking for somebody to join the team to help with product development and marketing, I thought, well, first of all, I absolutely love what Michael Hyatt does. His stuff is amazing. And second of all, I know how to do what he's talking about. So why not walk across the room and at least introduce myself? You never know what could come of it, right? So so fast forward, you know, a day and I went with one of my friends here from Baton Rouge and I told him, I said, you know what? I'm going to meet Michael Hyatt and I'm going to tell him that I want to join his team. That's my goal. So you have to have a really clear goal, right? Well, number one, know your field. Number two, have a really clear goal. And then number three, take the risk. What's the harm? So I walked up to Michael and I introduced myself and said, I listen to your podcast. I, of course, I was super nervous. I noticed that you're hiring somebody for this position. I feel like I'd be a good fit. I said, oh, just talk to Brian. 
and was like, oh, okay. And he pointed to Brian Shear, one of his managers. And uh, I said, okay. And I walked over to Brian. And I said, hey, um, Michael wanted me to meet you. And Brian's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And so mm-hmm. we hit it off. We talked for a while. And like long story short, we're figuring out how do I, you know, responsibly leave my position and put that exit strategy in place and join their team just a few months later. So a lot of providence there, a lot of prayer there. You know, there's a lot more to the story. But at the end of the day, it was really about walking across the, you know, number one, knowing your field. Number two, having a really clear goal. And number three, why not? You know, take the risk, walk across the room, say hi. There's really nothing bad that can happen. You know, people are nice enough to not like blow you off in front of you, you know? So at least Mm -hmm. they're gonna say, hey, nice to meet you and that's it. You know, at the end of the day, hey, that's still cool. You know, still got to meet them. So there you go, that's my story. Uh, Brian, a lot of the listeners to Starve the Doubts are working that day job, but they aspire to pursue entrepreneurship either part-time or, or go all in or even pursue a, a dream job. What advice do you have for that exit strategy that you described? You know, it, it is really important. You know, I'm not 21 anymore, right? I'm 35 years old and I have two kids, been married almost 12 years. There's a lot of responsibility. So Dave Ramsey talks about when you're going to jump from the career to the independent, it's kind of like standing on the dock and waiting for a boat. You don't just jump, you know, just run and try to jump in the boat what's in the middle of the lake. You know, you have to wait till the boat's a little closer to the dock. So there's the temptation to like, run and jump and just go for it and not have any kind of financial plan for your business or whatever your dream is. But the best thing you can do, and since I'm mentioning Dave Ramsey, I mean, follow his steps, you know, make sure you have your, your savings, make sure that you're well poised. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes a lot of sense before you leave your position, but make sure that the income makes sense because when you decide to move to the next step, you have to be okay with the deal that you get. And the best thing you can do is you have to be able to walk away. In any kind of negotiation, the person that has the most power is the person that can walk away. And so when you're looking to leave whatever you're doing right now into the thing you really love, the best thing you can do is follow the Dave Ramsey plan. Stop going out to dinner, sell the car, do whatever you need to do, save up that money. Listen, if you have three to six months of savings and you're in a job that you hate, that's awesome, right? Because now you've got an opportunity. Now you can say, you know what? I'm going to go try this other thing for a while. I'm going to hustle at night. I'm going to try it for a little while, see how it goes. But if I need to leave or if I get fired or whatever, now I've got a little bit of cushion and the cushion is the freedom. So we were fortunate enough to build up some cushion and have a good plan so that making a jump wasn't as much of a risk as it could have been. Wow. All right. So a lot has happened in the months that you've been a member of the Frontline Group. What are some things that you can share with the listeners that are just profound things, you know, aha things that you're seeing and you're learning and you can share with people who want to know what, you know, you're working with some great people. Oh, what what advice do you have? Well, you know, the, the biggest one, it surprises me every time, but it shouldn't be a surprise. And that is really like there is no gap between who you, the only difference between who you are and who you want to be is time, effort, intense focus over time. That's it. So there really is no difference between you and that person that you dream to be one day. Now, what I like to do, I'll use the concept of mentors and models. And so I want to find somebody who's the model. Like if I could dream my dream career, you know, for me, it's like I want to be Jack Canfield. I love his stuff. I love the way that he writes. I love the way that he speaks. You know, that's me when I'm 50. I mean, that's my plan, right? But I don't know him personally. He can't mentor me personally. So what can I do to find people that are going to help me advance on moving towards being that model, okay? Mm -hmm. So 
what I've found in working with Frontline is that, you know, the speakers that we have at our conferences, awesome conferences, by the way, launch conference, platform conference, and the score conference, amazing experiences, amazing teaching, amazing conferences. The speakers are real people. One of the people I got to meet who I absolutely love is Amy Porterfield, right? She's this mm -hmm. Facebook marketing guru. And Amy's a real person. She just works hard. She's very consistent. She works hard. She loves her audience. She knows who she is and who she's not. And she's just real consistent. There's no difference between you, the person listening to this podcast right now, and you're, you know, you're working in the insurance industry or what have you, and you really want to do something else. There's no difference between you and the speakers that are on these platforms. The difference is they wake up a little earlier, they have really clear goals, and they're so consistent. And so for me, that's been so inspiring. Listen, I need to take my learning to the next level. So I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to surround myself with people who can help me reach my goals. I'm going to know why, right? Why is really important. And by doing those things, you realize, you know what? I mean, Michael, obviously he's awesome, but he's not that much different than all of us, except he's so consistent. He's been doing it for so many years. He has such a care for his audience and he just delivers time and time again. It's that iteration, right? Instead of just waiting until it's perfect, get it out, make it better, get it out, make it better, keep improving. And once you do that, of course you're gonna see results six, seven years later, but it's really sticking it through those kind of desert years when you're really trying when you're planting before the harvest. Those are the hard times. And a lot of people give up right before that inflection point. Brian, you mentioned investing yourself. You and the Frontline Coaching Group are very generous and you're offering an opportunity where you can help individuals grow their speaking business. Would you mind speaking to that for a moment? Thank you, Jared. We are so excited. So with these conferences, Launch, Platform, and Score, we meet a lot of people who want to be professional speakers. We meet people who have a few gigs a year, you know, might have a blog, have a growing following, but they're kind of stuck and they're not sure how to take it to the next level. Well, they approach us and they say, hey, could I work with you? And we really haven't had an outlet for that before. What we decided to do instead of taking on new clients or anything like that, is we're starting a coaching program. And my favorite part of the coaching program is the one-on-ones because each person is gonna have a personalized coach. So I get to work with 10 people a month. I'm so excited about it. And share ideas with you and listen to what you're going through and taking a look at your website and helping you really to build your platform, helping you to get your message out there. So we have 12 monthly themes. It's a one-year commitment. We go from everything to talking about your social media, your booking process, your website. How do you outsource? How do you build your team? What about taxes and accounting? You know, everything it takes for you to be that solo entrepreneur that I'm sure a lot of your listeners, Jared, are dreaming about. Mm -hmm. Being able to set your own schedule, being able to live wherever you want, I mean, these are some things that have come true for me in the last year, and I'm so excited to help other people on the journey. You know, I'm not that far ahead of a lot of people listening right now, and so I'd really invite them to check out the Frontline Coaching Program because it's going to help you advance on your goals. And to see that incremental change, to see you take a few more steps towards your goals and to have somebody that's a coach that can help walk you through it on a regular basis over the course of a year, I mean, the return on investment is going to be huge. Wow. Brian, I really appreciate your time. If you'd be willing to consider maybe coming back on the show a little bit later, because there's so many other things I want to talk to you about, sure. like product development and marketing and, and so many things. But in the meantime, how do people stay in touch with what you're doing? How do they find out about this coaching opportunity? You know, What's your Twitter or so on and so forth? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Brian J. Dixon. So everything that I do is Brian J. Dixon. It's .com. That's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. So it's B-R-I-A-N-J-D-I-X-O-N. The Frontline Coaching, we actually recorded a special webinar. So you can get that at frontlinecoaching.me. 
How cool is that, right? Frontline coaching Very me, cool. but there, of course there has to be a dot in there. So go to frontlinecoaching.me and we have a webinar there. You can learn more about the program. You can ask us any question you need to ask us because we really want to help you pursue your goals and achieve them. Awesome. Brian, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Absolutely. You know, a lot of us, once we take that risk and we actually start doing what we really love, we look back and we say, why didn't I do that sooner? And mm. for those that are listening to the podcast right now, wherever you are, whatever that thing is that you're thinking about doing, what can you do today to take a couple steps to making that a reality sooner? Wow. Dr. Brian J. Dixon, I appreciate you taking time to be here. And best wishes with you and your family. I know you're moving to Charlotte soon. Excited. So yeah, that's something else I'd like to talk to you about later on. But again, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. If you live in Charlotte, hey, hit me up because I would love to get connected with people out there. So any listeners, follow me. I'd love to get connected with you. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. The only difference between who you are and who you want to be is time, effort, intense focus over time. That's it. So there really is no difference between you and that person that you dream to be one day. 